<coughs> Excuse me. This is Austin Michaels. Um, I am doing uh, season eight, episode five, less ep um episode. I did in Genesis chapter twenty two, which talks about Abraham sacrificing his only son Isaac, whom he loves, on the same mountain, Jerusalem, that Messiah would die on. That Isaac carries his cross, his altar up to that mountain. And, uh, of course, God provided a substitute in place of mankind, a ram. Because Christ was our substitute. And so, as I said, that passage is very specific on exactly where the Messiah would die. Exodus is the exact day the Messiah would die. Isaiah shows prophetically that he would be a man taking the place of Israel. And that he and that through his name, justification would come. Well, in this passage, we actually have that I'm going to do in Exodus chapter 17, verse 8 through 13. Is the exact position the Messiah would die in. That's prophesied over time. I said before that whenever you see... God asks his people, or you see something weird or unusual, or some seemingly ritual that was done or performed, and say, what's the meaning behind that? That is the right way to go. There is a meaning behind it. Um, there's a reason why God asks his people to do certain things. There's a reason why God said, march around, um... Jericho seven times. There's prophecy found in that. About the second coming. Um, in this passage, we will see the exact position of Simon dying. So let's read in Exodus chapter 17, starting in verse 8. Now, Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go out fight with Amalek tomorrow. I will stand on top of the mountain, top of the hill, with a rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him, and fought with Amalek, and Moses, Aaron, and her. Went up to the top of the hill. Alright, so Amalek is an uh, enemy of Israel and they're wanting to fight with Israel. So, of course, Joshua is, is the commander of the army. And Moses tells Joshua, go out and fight with Amalek. Well, you do that, I'm going to go on top of this hill with two other people. Alright? With a rod of God in my hand. So they go on top of the hill. <clears throat> and so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed, and when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. So when they're overlooking this battle, they see Joshua fighting Amalek. 
And when Moses lifts up the rod of God in his hands, he sees that Joshua starts beating, beating the Amalekites. But if he lets his rod down, the Amalekites start beating Israel. So he realizes, I have to keep the rod of God up above my head in order to defeat the Amalekites. And his hands became heavy because both hands were being used. And so what they did was take a stone, set Moses on it, and Aaron and Ur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. His hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with Ezra's sword. So what happened is um, Moses sits down on a rock and his and he lifts both hands over his head with a rod going parallel um, through his hands and on either side Aaron supporting his right hand or uh, excuse me let me look at that um, I don't think it says the sides but Aaron supports one of his hands let's say his right hand just to say that and or his left hand other in other words they're each on a side um, of Abraham to help hold his hands up right so picture a man in a seated position with a rod parallel with both hands hanging off that rod and two people on either side of Moses. And that rod of God was a power that by sunset it defeated the Amalekites. Before the sunset. Um, until the going down of the sun. So right at sunset. Now, that is a picture of the exact position of the power of God on the cross. When Jesus Christ had his hands nailed to a cross, his hands would be outstretched, and his <clears throat> legs would be nailed in such a way that Jesus Christ's feet, knees are out in front of him. So his, uh, his, um, legs will not be straight down. Now people don't realize that. When you see, um, when you see that, um, Jesus, Jesus Christ pictures of his feet being straight down, that's not fully true. Because Jesus Christ would have to push against his feet to get air. If they were completely straight, he could not, there's no more, you know, his legs are straight, you can't push anything. But if your legs are slightly bent, you can push them down. So Jesus Christ's legs would be bent, his knees out in front of him. And they did that so he would have to push on the nails through his uh, leg ankle, probably. And that would be extremely. A lot of pain, but he would only be able to breathe. Jesus Christ would only be able to breathe once he pushed up, pushed his feet on the nails, lifting his arms and his chest up so he could get a breath of air. It was a cruel torture to cross. But that exact position of like Jesus Christ, almost like he was seated because his knees were out in front of him and his arms out. Um, would be the position that Jesus Christ died in. We're told. That's how the Romans did it. 
And this is a prophecy ahead time that showed in type. Moses sitting on a rock with his hands above him with a rod, a wood rod, parallel with both hands holding on in a form of a cross. And that would be the power of God that defeated the Amalekites. And Christians have preached that is the cross that Amy was defeated. It is through the cross that we gain a victory. Uh, and so the cross is is in a sense um, defeated the principalities and powers, Satan and his enemies. Um, and triumphed over them, triumphed over them through the cross, we're told. And so this prophecy tells us the exact position the Messiah would die in. And it shows that two men are on either side of Moses. We know that Jesus died with two thieves on his right and left hand. And we know that the exact position Jesus died, of course, as I said, was prophesied and shown in this. And the prophecy also says that it is through that this, this position that enemy would be defeated. Um, and that is the final thing I want to say. Um, and I am in Colossians chapter 1 Uh, excuse me, um, I'm trying to find that verse. I should have looked up ahead of time. Alright, here it is. Colossians chapter 2. Um... Verse 14, it says, Having wiped out the handwritten, handwriting requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it, that is, in the cross. And so we're told that Jesus Christ, through the cross, disarmed armed the principalities and powers, Satan and his enemies. And Moses defeated the Amalekites through the power of God. Um, by his position of holding that rod up. And so, thank you for uh, listening. 
this is a short one. So now we have prophecies in Exodus that tells us that at time the Messiah would die, that he would be his own people, the elders of Israel would hand over him to death. The exact day he would die, they would die before sunset, that he is passed over land of blood would be that satisfying judgment wrath of God. And that he would be without spot or blemish. And that he was going to be born in Bethlehem. And that he would be from old but yet born. Therefore he would be God and man. And that Isaiah says he would be a penal substitutionary atonement for people. And he would be a righteous servant. And through his name, Jesus Christ, would be justified. And that in Genesis chapter 22, he would die on the mountain in Jerusalem. The father would slay his only son. The son would carry his wood up to his own hill. He would die on that exact hill. And in this passage, the exact position of Messiah would die in. <laughs> and that it would be the power of God that defeats the enemy. So, now prophecies again so exact it's getting hard to say that you know all this was made up by Christians we sure made up a lot of stuff but all these Old Testament stories I'm going through no Jew except Isaiah 53 as I already said uh, Genesis chapter 22 is well known by Jews as ancient. It's not made by Christians. They never said it. They never will say that. Nor does Exodus chapter 17. No one ever claimed that. It was made by Christians. And so they're pre-Christian. And it's clearly found in these passages about prophecies that Messiah fulfilled. So may God continue to convince you that prophecy does prove. That Bible is true. And our faith is real.